Welcome to the Homeschool Loftcast, a podcast presented by the Homeschool Loft in De Pere, Wisconsin. Our goal at the Loft is to encourage parents who educate their children at home and let them know that they are both called to and empowered for the task of home-based education. At the Loft itself, we offer one-on-one consultations, book clubs and discussion groups, workshops and seminars, and a curriculum viewing library. Through the Loftcast, we extend our reach to encourage and bless homeschooling parents everywhere. And today we welcome Mary Marinello, who serves as a customer care representative with All About Learning Press. That's the parent company for two very popular homeschool curriculum products, All About Spelling and All About Reading. Mary has also authored her own book, Invisible Illness, Visible God, When Pain Meets the Power of an Indestructible Life. I actually used All About Spelling with my kids starting right about the time the company first launched, and it was really a total blessing for us. And I'd known of Mary through my interactions with the company over the years, but only recently learned something about her own amazing story, which she's going to share with us today. Welcome, Mary. Hi, thank you. Mary, first off, I absolutely love your name. I love that it's spelled with with an E and Mary Marinello. It's just such a great name, (laughs) but tell us about your life before marriage, kids and homeschooling. Oh yeah. So, well, um, my parents were both teachers and, uh, both English teachers, Uh, Mm -hmm. but my dad died when I was eight. Um, my mom taught high school and then my dad taught at the college level. So, you know, I kind of always placed a high level on education because I was just brought up that way. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't know anything at all about homeschooling and never in my wildest dreams did I picture any kind of different educational model for my kids than going to a public or private school. That was just all that I knew. Mm-hmm. So homeschooling was quite a surprise. <laughs> uh, how and, and, and where did you meet your husband? So we met while we were working at a summer camp um, called Camp Wonderland. So if you can wow. imagine, where would you want to meet? Camp Wonderland. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, so in the, the first summer I actually went there, he wasn't there. And I thought, oh, this is such a nice place. I'd like to get married here someday. Aww. And then I met him there the next summer and we did get married there. <laughs> oh, my wow. goodness. Where is this Wonderland camp? <laughs> um, it is in southern Wisconsin. Wow. Yeah. How come I've never heard of it? I'm shocked. I haven't heard of it either. Oh, there's so many camps out there. there Anyway, it's a, it's a nice camp and we eventually got married and then he went to seminary and, um, we have two children that are now both grown and we homeschooled them all the way through. And you got the great last name, Marinello. <laughs> I did. <laughs> that alliteration, you know, I needed the alliteration. <laughs> Truly. So how old are they right now? Your kids? So they, I know they're... Yep, they are both grown. So my son um, is 25 and he has his bachelor's degree. And then my daughter is 23 and um, she has a year left in college. Oh. So you said you homeschooled them all the way through but you didn't grow up knowing anything about that. So how did homeschooling (laughs) come onto your radar screen? 
It was definitely a process for me. So my husband actually was familiar with homeschooling and he was really excited about it and started mentioning it way before we even had kids. And, (laughs) but I thought it just sounded like a very strange idea. I just, I didn't know anybody that homeschooled. I just, I couldn't imagine ever doing such a thing. Um, And then the first homeschooler I ever met um, told me that she had just moved and she didn't know if she was legally homeschooling in her state. And so it even sounded dangerous. Dangerous to oh me. Goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, then a few years later, you know, we started having our kids. And of course, you hold that little baby, and he was so precious. Mm-hmm. And I thought, how could I send him away in five yes. years? <laughs> I and I just, I couldn't imagine. And so then God just started opening my mind and my heart to the idea of homeschooling. And so then I met other homeschoolers and, um, you know, met some people from our church that homeschooled and found out that you can do it legally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, yeah, just gradually over the years, I decided, wow, that's, that's something I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. And you read all the books and did all the research just better, better than an FBI agent. <laughs> um, yeah, almost. Well, I, I read a lot on online and I did read some books. And then I uh, one friend that I met, I'm like, can I just come and watch your homeschool and yeah. see what you do? <laughs> Observe. Oh, <laughs> that so, is yes. so good. I think that's a splendid idea. Mm-hmm. Just find somebody who homeschools and watch them for a little bit. Take some yeah. notes, see how it goes. Live. <laughs> Pretend you're the student, the child yeah. living there. So by the time that your son was old enough to go, you had already decided this is right. It. Yes. Home. Yeah. When he was three and a half and my daughter was one and a half, um, that was the year that my husband became disabled. So he had been the children's pastor at our church and had been having health issues for several years. And we'd been going to lots of doctors trying to figure out what was going on. And gradually he just was having more different kinds of joint pain, more issues with memory. And he eventually had to leave his position at our church. So, and then finally was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease. Um, So, but by that point in time, then I, you know, I thought, well, maybe I can't homeschool now. Mm-hmm. Um, right. If the kids were little when you first started to have issues with that. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, so, yeah, we didn't know if it was going to be possible. Plus, in my mind, I had always thought, well, you know, it was originally his idea. He knew more about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and plus, he had a background in religious education. He had a master's degree. I thought, mm-hmm. well, he'll be able to evaluate all the curriculum for me. Mm-hmm. and I can just implement. Sure. And um, yeah. You know, with the reading and the memory issues and the focus issues that he was having, it wasn't going to work that way. Mm-hmm. And so then I thought, well, can I really do this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So talking about those fears and struggles, I know that we have a lot of listeners and I'm sure that in your families, you know, this might be a thing you're struggling with right now that you have somebody or maybe yourself who's going through just some illness, but let's, let's talk about that. You know, just those fears and those, that reason, right. That you thought I can't do it anymore. Right. So here it comes. And now we have to lay this down because this unexpected, scary thing happened. What were some of those fears and just that, you know, in you maybe that you thought you couldn't do it or. 
Yeah. Well, one, definitely doubting my own abilities, you know, can I, can I do this? And, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, I don't know anything about transcripts and algebra and, (laughs) you know, because your son's four, right? So, you know, you have to think about that. (laughs) You do though. You, you, I had this mindset that I have to know everything before I can homeschool. It never occurred to me that I could homeschool for a year, you know, I could homeschool kindergarten. It really didn't occur to me till that, um, that first year when he was sick, um, somebody gave us a, a scholarship to the local Christian preschool. Hmm. And so I thought, you know, maybe that would be good for him. He can be out of the house, maybe be away from, you know, having to think about dad being sick or, hmm. you know, maybe that would just be better for us. And so we sent him to preschool that first year and um, my daughter, bless her heart, she cried every time he went to preschool the whole year. <laughs> Missed her brother. <laughs> it was so sweet mm. and broke my heart, of course. Yeah. You know, but, yeah. And then and then I found out that, you know, preschool's a lot of work when you send your kids away. You have all these mm. forms you have to fill out all the time and you have fundraising to do and you know, I was like, this kind of, and plus it interrupts your schedule every day. Yep. Yeah. And I thought it kind of seems like more work than keeping him home and teaching him the ABCs myself. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, so I, I started to realize that, oh, I could have homeschooled preschool. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can homeschool kindergarten. Uh, Maybe I don't have to know everything at once. I can learn as I go. So it really opens up that possibility, you know, where I could see, okay, I can, we can handle this one step at a time. I don't have to know it all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, and then other fears, just, you know, financial, are we going to be able to stay in our house? Can we make it on disability income or, you know, are we going to have to move in with a family member Mm -hmm. somewhere? Mm. Um, Am I going to have to get a job? Um, You know, just all those different kinds of things that you wonder when you're, losing your main income. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad that we're talking about it because we, we do talk to moms all the time that just have that fear, you know, th- those fears, sure. even if there's not an illness in the family. I mean, th- those are just fears that attack our minds all the time. We're not able yeah. finance financial, you know, it's how many one parent families are out there wondering, you know, can I still make ends meet? Yes, on, exactly. On one income. Yeah. Um, Cause it's hard sometimes, you know, yeah. families make sacrifices. So, yep. yeah. right. So you were kind of taking it year by year. Was there any ever a time when you thought you'd give up or did your confidence grow over the years? I don't think there was ever a time when I, after the first year or two, I just Mm -hmm. thought I can do this. And I had some friends around me that homeschooled um, and we would bounce ideas off each other and um, get together and help each other plan. So, you know, I felt like I had some good support locally definitely had good support online. Um, you know, just different people I met on message boards or whatever. So I felt pretty good about doing, I mean, there were definitely things I was scared about, you know, I was terrified as the high school years came closer, you know, like, (laughs) Oh, how will I do that? And, but yeah, it's kind of like the early years. You just, you learn what you need to do and you just do that next thing. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. How did God provide answers and solutions for you? Um, well, a lot of different ways, <laughs> a um, big question, <laughs> <laughs> you know, financially there were just, there were lots of people out at our church that helped out with meals or gifts. Um, the youth group 
got Christmas gifts for my kids every year. Um, one, one year, a mom that I met online, didn't even know her, just met her on a message board. She had just finished using what I was going to use the next year. And she donated all her curriculum to me. Oh, I mean, just, you know, all those unexpected ways that you just never thought. Um, and then as I was, you know, trying to really budget and be careful, I thought, you know, Oh, am I going to be able to make this work? Our Sunday school did, um, a whole Sunday school series on budgeting and financial responsibility and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. I gained extra tools through that. So, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. God just provided in lots yes. of different ways and, um, yeah, it was exciting. Yeah. Step-by-step step as you went. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You think you need to know everything ahead of time and mm-hmm. you know, God's really gracious. He knows we couldn't handle it if we knew everything ahead of time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'd forget half of it. And yeah. Yeah. yeah right? Well, or we'd be so stressed if we yeah. knew everything. So, <laughs> yeah. and I think so it's good yeah. that we know just, just what we need to know for today. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think somewhere along in that time frame, I don't know, you'll have to get me right on the, your connection to all about learning press and your book, but you wrote a book, which I haven't read it because I just found out about it, <laughs> but I think it has to do with this journey that you guys have been on as a family, right? Well, um, yeah, it really, um, wasn't so much about homeschooling, but just about our journey with my husband having a chronic illness and just the things that God taught us along the way. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just how he let us know that he is still sovereign. He still loves us. And even when he doesn't answer prayers the way you want or the way you think that he will or should, um, that sometimes he has other things in mind. Mm-hmm. One thing I like to tell parents that have, you know, either they have a chronic illness or maybe one of their kids do, you know, a lot of times they worry about getting everything done that they think that they should. Mm-hmm. And you won't. Um, that's just, that's just how it works. There's just going to be, you know, days, maybe even weeks or months where you're just not going to get everything done. But Mm -hmm. sometimes God's curriculum is different than our curriculum. Mm -hmm. And he teaches our kids and ourselves lessons that, yeah, that we don't always know or expect or plan for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and just be open to that. Yeah. Did you, as far as writing the book goes, did you just, um, God put this on your heart and did it take a long time to write the book? Were you familiar with writing books that you knew? I know you said you, your dad was an English teacher. Both of them. <laughs> Both yeah. of them. So you, you had it in your blood. <laughs> I did. Well, you know, I always loved writing. Um, in fact, I really have the perfect job right now. When I was 13, I wanted to be Dear Abby. I wanted to, (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to give people advice in writing and that's what I do. That's my job. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's so fun to be able to, you know, encourage parents um, when they write into all about learning press. Um, But I had thought about writing a book, but I never really had an idea for one. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really set out to write one initially. I just started journaling through. I knew I was going to ask you that. I just started journaling through, you know, things that happened to us, journaling as I read my Bible, journaled my questions to God, my anger, you know, all of it just started getting everything out. And then Mm -hmm. after I had done that for about three years, I thought, there's probably a book in here. Yeah. Um, so I joke that I had to unwrite my book because of how prolifically I journaled. 
Yes. So, if you had, if you had over three years worth of content, I know uh, part of the subtitle yeah. was like 101 <laughs> devotions, right. Of the actual right, yeah. book. So. <laughs> yep. So I spent the next 10 years just trying to figure out how to formulate, how to set it up, how to write it, you know, how to condense it down into things that other people would want to read, not just things that I wanted to write. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a process. Very cool. Very cool. Well, we're going to talk in a minute about how All About Learning Press actually was part of God's solution, right? For your, yeah. your financial situation as a family, but you first discovered it for spelling for your kids, right? I did. So both my kids struggled with learning to read and spelling and writing and all that. Um, and we had struggled through for several years just really working on the reading piece of it and had gotten them to a pretty good place, but they both just really struggled with writing. When my son was in fifth grade, one time he spelled the word ask, A-I-C. <laughs> and he thought the C could stand for both sounds in one word. And he threw in the I just to decorate with vowels, you know, just because some <laughs> words, sometimes words yeah. have extra vowels and you don't know why and they're just yeah. in there. And so, yeah, and well, that's I true. was like, how can we be to fifth grade? And this is still hard for him. Like, and it wasn't a logical misspelling. It was Mm -hmm. because English is so crazy. Sometimes my daughter, Rachel, um, I use all about spelling with both of my girls and Rachel was kind of one of those later bloomers with spelling, but she, her misspellings oftentimes were like logical because English isn't. So she would try Mm -hmm. to sound it out the way it should be. Sure. (laughs) That's the way it really is. But that must've really been like scary for you. If you're at that age. Yeah. So point. And I had tried lots of different programs and I was starting to learn about the Orton-Gillingham approach and I had heard about all about spelling, but of course, you know, limited income. And I was thinking, oh, it's so much money. Maybe I can make up my own program. And (laughs) And all your free time, right? As you're caring for your husband and doing everything else, right? (laughs) So that year I spent over a hundred hours trying to make up my own program. (sighs) And I did what was the equivalent of about two thirds of the first level of All About Spelling (laughs) in that time. (laughs) I mean, it was just... And that when that's when I realized, wow, this this program is researched. It's Mm -hmm. thorough and this will save me time and money if I just get it. (laughs) Yeah. So um, the money back guarantee is what really solidified it for me because I thought if it doesn't work, I can send it back and get my money back. Mm. Um, So I love that one year guarantee because that just really freed me to say, okay, you know, obviously we need a significant intervention here and maybe this will help. So we started it right at the end. He was at the end of fifth grade. My daughter was at the end of third we had about a month left to school. So, and you know, it sounds funny to start it with a month left to school, but I was like, we got to do something. <laughs> so we started it and we, after about two weeks, they both, both my kids came to me individually and said, mom, this makes so much sense. This is working. Don't change programs again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is so funny. I love that they thought that, you know, <laughs> if we they didn't tell me, I would have changed. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. So for them, it finally helped everything make sense. Yes. Yes. And they could feel successful with it. So that was, it was exciting to see just them start to open up and blossom then. Yeah. And then how did God orchestrate events such as such that, um, all about learning press became one of his answers to your financial situation. (laughs) Yeah. So I was always involved in online boards, just finding out information, answering questions, just, I was interested in doing that. And so, um, 
I started seeing questions about all about spelling and I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I know the answer to that. Cause we use that. And so I started <laughs> answering questions and, yeah. um, Anyway, a few months later, I got this email from Marie mm-hmm. and Ripple, the um, the founder. And yes. she said, you know, um, I don't know if you know this, but um, people have been ordering and telling us that you're helping them. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she said, I read, you know, some of your answers online and you answer questions the way I would answer them. Would you like a job? Ah, <laughs> oh, look at that. Oh. So, yeah. So we used to joke that because it was a year after that, when I finally met them. So I worked yeah. for them for a year before I had ever met them. So we ah. always joked that my computer hired me. Oh, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> it had never done that before. <laughs> right. Because you said you're in Illinois and I know right. that Marie is up in Northern Wisconsin. Right. Uh-huh. We are. So yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So, but yeah, it was just, it was just exciting to get to talk with her and find out her journey. And yeah, just to be able to learn from her. I have learned so much from her over the years. Um, but yeah, so I've been with uh, All About Learning Press since 2008. So almost 14 years. Wow. wow. Yeah. How did she come up with this program? All About Spelling was first, I know. But like, how did she even right. decide to do this? Well, so um, her youngest son um, has severe dyslexia. Um, If you go to the about page on the All About Learning Press website, you can see a short video about their story. But they actually had a specialist tell them he's never going to learn to read or write and you should just have him institutionalized. Oh, my goodness. I know. Can you? I just can't even absolutely terrible. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they were like, no, yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what we're going to do. Yeah. Right. Um, and um, so she had already been interested in literacy and was starting to tutor people. And so she just dug in and researched and she said, there's got to be answers out there. Mm. And she took a class from a fellow, an Orton Gillingham fellow, learned about that approach um, and just dug in and researched, um, tutored kids and you know, basically developed to help kids and help her own son. Mm, And so, yeah, all about spelling and all about reading are the programs that grew out of all that research and 20 years of tutoring. Wow. Blessings beyond what our imaginations could ever dream up. Isn't that true? Yeah. We actually hear that often, don't we, Jenny, where somebody wrote a curriculum Mm -hmm. because they started it for their own kids and then, you know, their kids graduated or whatever. And they're like, well, let me share this with other people. Like you thought you might do, right. I'm going to write my own spelling curriculum, but instead (laughs) I'm just going to use Marie's right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mary, when people ask about various sorts of curriculum, they want to know what makes one different from another. So how is all about spelling structured and what makes it unique among other programs? For instance, like why, why should people consider it? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. So, well, a big one is that it's based on the Orton Gillingham approach. So it teaches the phonograms and how they work. So it really makes sense of the English language. So a lot of those things that we think don't make sense. A lot of times there really is a predictable rule or a pattern that applies um, that can help kids understand reading and spelling concepts. Um, The program is mastery based. So it really gives people the freedom to work at their child's pace. So you're not trying to, you know, start at a certain grade level or something. You just go through the skills and, you know, some kids pick things up quickly and can go really fast and they might do a lesson a day sometimes. And some kids are going to need a slower pace and need a lot more review and practice built in and you can stretch lessons out and really go at their pace. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a lot of freedom in how mm-hmm. you approach it. The multi-sensory um, aspect is a big piece. So I know for my own son, like being able to use the letter tiles and not have mm-hmm. to write because yeah. writing was so taxing for him. And it just, it freed him up to start learning about spelling. And then it actually then gave him the confidence to say, well, if I can do this with tiles, I can write. Uh, and yeah. so, in fact, I love um, all about spelling really has this gradual writing pr- progression where it starts mm-hmm. with having kids write words and then short two word phrases. And then it builds from there into dictation sentences and then yes. eventually writing some of their own sentences using spelling words they've been taught. So it has this gradual progression that really gives kids just the ability to build up that stamina and confidence yeah. and that fluency of, you know, being able to spell words automatically in their sentences. Yeah. You know, I found the same thing. So I have two girls, they're 11 and a half months apart. They're Irish twins. And my younger girl is really what, what people might call a natural speller, or at least for the most part, right? I think we all have words that we can't naturally spell because English is crazy. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, But she was one who basically could read a book and then the spelling stuck and she just had it. I had her go all the way through all about spelling because I thought, well, you need to know these rules to some extent, but she went really fast. And then my older daughter, um, she, she like has really sensitive hearing. So she would hear sounds Mm. in words and add letters based on what she heard, like Mm -hmm. just in a tone that people would say. And I'm like, there's no E in there, honey. Well, no, I heard it. (laughs) You know, try to put things in there that made sense, even when English doesn't make sense. And so Um, the only thing I had to make sure I did was I, I, first of all, I couldn't do spelling with them together. It was a separate subject Mm, for both mm -hmm. of them. And I could not let the left hand know what the right hand was doing. (laughs) Not that my younger daughter would have teased her older sister, but I think that Rachel would have felt bad had she known that Abby was much further along, um, that Rachel, but it eventually clicked for Rachel too. I mean, she Mm. was making slow and steady progress. And then one day she woke up, she was 13 years old. I was still in like level six or level seven. And I'm like, all right, she's making progress here, but is she ever going to be like an independent speller? And, um, she woke up, we pulled out our all about spelling and that day she could just spell. It was just natural. Like her brain clicked, but all that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. From all about spelling first. Since she was six, I started it when she was six and it Mm. it finally all gelled together. And it was just such a cool. And now she's a writer. I mean, it's a really cool thing. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. That's really neat. Yeah. Now, um, all about spelling came out first. And then at a certain point, Marie also wrote to all about reading. Why did she expand beyond spelling? So um, that's a great question. One of the gaps that Marie found when she was really looking at reading programs is that most of them really don't include enough reading practice for kids to be able to master concepts. Mm -hmm. Um, So she worked really hard to make sure that there was just lots of practice woven into all about reading through, you know, the tiles and the word cards and the activities and the fluency pages, and then through decodable readers. And she also worked really hard to just make sure that the readers could be as interesting as possible. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. to make decodable readers interesting <laughs> yeah, for, exactly. you know, especially when you're first starting out, you have such a limited yeah. vocabulary, yes. um, but kids need that. And yep. so, and I love the illustrations in all about reading. That was a big thing that she really wanted illustrations that would just draw kids in, make mm-hmm. them laugh, mm-hmm. you know, make them just want to read yeah. more. Yes. Um, so yeah, that was a big thing of just wanting to, create that motivation and then give kids the practice that they really need. 
Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how All About Reading works? And then um, how does it dovetail with All About Spelling? Like, because I, I hear the question a lot about, you know, so what do I use first? And yeah. when do I start one if I, after I've gone the other? That kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. So most of the time, people should start with All About Reading first. Um, and we recommend getting through at least level one of all about reading before you add in the spelling program. So that really gives kids a good foundation in reading. Um, it starts to give them that visual memory. That's a good base for spelling. Um, and it also teaches some concepts more incrementally. So like at the beginning of all about spelling one, um, it just quickly reviews the multiple sounds for the letters. So, you know, like, Oh, has four different sounds. Mm-hmm some of those things are taught more gradually throughout all about reading one so that it's Mm -hmm. a gentler introduction for kids. Um, And then there's some phonemic awareness things that are also taught gradually through all about reading one that all about spelling one just kind of builds on that foundation. Mm. All the time. I'm not even kidding you. I wish my children were little children again, (laughs) just so I could go back and do it all again. Uh, One day they'll get married and you'll have grandchildren. (laughs) Getting married first and then having the grandchildren. I have a 19 year old girl and a 21 year old young man who just just moved out recently. So, oh, fun. All the homeschool people that we talk to with the little ones. And we talk to so many moms that are just starting off. And I'm always like, I'm so jealous. I want to do reading and all about spelling all over again. (laughs) Well, and uh, Mary, my married daughter is expecting uh, her first baby. So um, I will very likely get to use, because I saved all my all about spelling. My girls Uh, were past um, learning to read by the time all about reading came out. So I couldn't use that. Yeah. The same thing happened with me. So I'm like, oh, I wish I could have used it because my it would have really helped me as a teacher and then it yeah. would have really helped my kids too. So yeah. Mary, yeah. tell us what your adult children are up to now. So my son has a degree in media studies. And so he is um, starting his own video editing company. So he's working together with a local friend that are uh, doing some video projects together. Um, and my daughter right now is on a summer mission trip. So she's out oh. in New Jersey. Wow. <laughs> Of all, the East Coast really needs the Lord. So yeah. <laughs> did I just say that? That's true. <laughs> what is so, her degree in? You said that she's finishing up her college degree. Well, that's an interesting question. So she's changing her major again. So, <laughs> oh, so sure a, a right young now. woman after my own heart. I had about eight different do, yeah. you know, majors before I finally settled. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so she doesn't really know. No, I think she may end up with um, a degree with just general studies at this point. So yeah. we'll see. Yep. It's hard to nail it down. It is. It It is. It really is. So many options. Yep. Yeah. So you've been in homeschooling for some time. Not that you're old. It's just that you have adult kids. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of the changes that you've seen over the years, either good or bad? Sure. Wow. So, um, well, there are certainly are a lot more people homeschooling now and there's a lot more curriculum out there. It's amazing. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So, and I think that sometimes that can be really overwhelming. You know, yes. I know it was overwhelming when I started and um, just to try to wade through the choices and oh, yeah. um, decide what you want to do. Um, you know, I like that there's more people homeschooling now, so it's not quite as strange of a concept. I'm sure it's still unusual to some people, but I think it's, it's becoming more fluid. Um, you know, you see mm-hmm. people that say, oh, well, I'll homeschool for a year or two and then I'll put them in school and then they might 
switch again. And I have somebody I know that switched at least two or three times back and forth between school <laughs> schooling wow. methods. Yeah. So, um, so I think it's a lot more fluid, which has a positive that probably gets some people to try homeschooling that might not have tried it before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I think if at all possible, it's great if you can homeschool all the way through. I mean, I don't re- regret at yes. all not being able to work during those years or, you know, mm-hmm. and then being able to work online, which really helped me. Right. Um, Cause so I could work from home, but yeah. um, that relationship with the kids is just so precious. Mm. And I'm so glad we had those years. Yeah. You know, me too. Yeah. It's, we talk so much, you know, everybody's fearful of the academic part, but mm. oh gosh, there's so much more that God wants to do in the hearts of parents and yeah. children and just the family unit and the whole thing, taking back the family. Oh, yeah. Well, and even for your children, right? I suppose they got to minister to your husband in his health needs yeah. over the years, right? Yeah. Which they would never have done if they'd been away at school eight hours a day. True. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The, it really made it possible for them to have a close relationship with him too. Mm -hmm. Um, that I think would have been much harder had they been away at school. And then of course you come home from school, you're tired, cranky, you pick up all the bad habits, you, you know, (laughs) exactly. Yeah. The the schools get our kids best hours of the day. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. What advice do you have as a veteran Titus II homeschooler for today's homeschooling parents? Um, I think a big one is just love and enjoy your kids. Mm. You know, our culture doesn't, they teach us that kids are a burden, um, mm-hmm. you know, or that kids are unruly or that, you know, just they, they teach you to want to be away from your kids. Yeah, that is and, true. Um, it's such a false uh, message that our culture sends us. I think we should just love and enjoy our kids. And, you know, when they're little, they want to tell you all their goofy, weird stories. And a lot of times you're bored and you don't want to listen, but <laughs> you know, listen anyway, because it might not seem important in the moment, but it's all important to them. And when, yeah. they're, when they're bigger and they have important things that you think are important to discuss, you're going to want them to know that you're somebody who listens and cares about what's important to them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. listen when they're little and they'll, they'll come back and want to share with you when they're big. Um, that is so good. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It's good. So, yeah. Well, do you have any parting thoughts? I would also say, don't be afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you need the freedom to fail because that's when you have the freedom to succeed mm-hmm. and you're going to fail. Sometimes you're going to, choose wrong curriculum. You're going to make wrong parenting decisions. You know, it's just, that's part of life. And don't be so afraid of failure. Um, when you give yourself that freedom to fail, then you really have that freedom to succeed. And so just, you know, keep going to the Lord, bathe everything in prayer, mm-hmm. read the word research, but then make the best decision you can. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, you can try something else later. You know? (laughs) Yeah. And you're not going to wreck your kids because the foundation is your love for the Lord, but also your love for them. So it's it's going to come together, even if you have all these fits and starts, right? Yeah. And yeah, I mean, there's going to be stressful times with, with kids, with life events. And I think that we're always either building walls in our relationship with our kids or we're building bridges. Mm. And so I just like to think about, well, how can I take this stressful you know, angst filled situation, this conflict 
And how can I turn it into a way to build bridges with my kids? Mm, That's good. Yeah. Moms and dads, I hope that you understand that you were called for such a time as this for your kiddos. You are the very best model of learning. You always were and you always will be. And I hope that you take all of this advice that Mary gave us. And sometimes it's even good to re-listen to this, to remind Mm -hmm. yourself, to put sticky notes all over. It's so much more than academics. It's about living life with your children the way God intended it. Be blessed, friends. 